Hello and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in this week's Weekend Essay Podcast, we have features writer Amanda Newman-Smith with her weekend essay, The Politics of Pushing Yourself Forward. Take it away, Amanda. My husband, Dan, sent me an email from his work account this week. This is something he rarely does, so I was intrigued. See below, can we emigrate, was all he'd written. Reading further down, I saw that he'd forwarded me a company-wide email circulated by his firm's social media and content manager. She was encouraging everyone in the company to like, comment and share an interview she'd conducted with Dan that she'd just put on the firm's website and on social media. I'd spent the previous weekend going through the raw copy with Dan, clarifying a few points and tightening up the odd paragraph here and there. So I was chuffed that the company was trying to get as many people as possible to read it. What's the point of anyone doing interviews and writing them up if nobody's going to look at them? Dan has a different perspective. He didn't want to draw attention to his recent promotion and was embarrassed by the attention. He's never been completely comfortable with having a higher profile as he's progressed up the career ladder to become senior management. All he really wants is to build a good team and do the job he's paid to do without any fuss. That's not to say he wants to be anonymous. He still wants his contribution to the firm's success to be acknowledged and valued, but not in a showy look at me kind of way. It's the old there's no I in team philosophy. He doesn't want the spotlight to be solely on himself when it's the team who achieve great things. I mention this because awards season is in full swing within the financial services world. So many financial advisors will be collecting trophies, waiting to see if they've made the shortlist or working on their entries. I've enjoyed presenting an award for the first time at the Money Marketing Awards this year and attending the wonderful Protection Guru Awards, where many of us pose for photos on the same staircase that the Spice Girls use to film their wannabe video. But chairing some of the judging panels from the Money Marketing Awards over the last couple of years and trying to encourage some people to enter has shown me Dan is not alone in preferring a low-key presence. It's always great to hear from those who are loud, proud and confident. We need people like this to enter awards as they are often the industry's ambassadors and role models who know how to use their award to boost the profile of the profession. But the people who are quietly getting on with things in the background should also be entering awards, particularly if they come from underrepresented groups. I understand that people may not want to be defined by a certain attribute that has nothing to do with the profession. Who wants their skin colour, gender, age, sexuality and so forth to be the first thing other people focus on? But having said that, it's important that awards events are inclusive and reflect everyone, not just those who dominate or are able to shout the loudest. They need you, and we need you to enter. I've never been one to put my name forward for awards, so I'm guilty of the reticence I'm highlighting. Whenever I've submitted an awards entry, it's been because someone else has either nominated me or given me a bit of a shove in that direction. It's heartwarming to know that someone rates you highly enough to think you deserve an accolade, and to me it would have been rude to have not followed it through with a submission. But left to my own devices, I probably wouldn't enter, though I am working on that. There are many reasons why I've only entered a handful of awards throughout my career. I was painfully shy when I was younger, so I've never enjoyed being centre of attention and found those who did quite intimidating. I suppose that's why some people who do push themselves forward can rub other people up the wrong way, often without realising. I went to school with a well-known TV actress who always pushed herself forward when it came to school assemblies and plays. 
She was a few years older than me, so our paths didn't cross personally. But I do remember that she always got the lead roles and shone at singing solo, something that terrified most of us. Even then, it was obvious where her talent could take her if she wanted it. But she was bullied, as some kids thought she was too full of herself, and sadly, she ended up changing schools. That was many years ago, but knowing the education system now as a parent, I think students who want to really push a particular talent or interest have it much worse. Not in terms of bullying, but the way the school system doesn't encourage creativity, individuality or critical thinking, now there are rigid formulas to pass exams and league tables take precedence. Liam, my oldest son, will shortly be competing with many other students for a place at music college. And I'm having to show him that you can highlight how good you are at something without coming across as arrogant. That's a message I'd love to get across to all the young power planners and advisors out there. There's nothing wrong in shouting about your achievements and showing the world what you are capable of. If you don't take the opportunities to do so, others will. So whenever you are told about an awards event that you might qualify for, please take some time to look at the categories and criteria. As cliched as it is, you have to be in it to win it. And you don't even have to win it for it to be meaningful, as getting on the shortlist will look good on your CV. It's also a great step in learning how to value yourself and accept compliments. I'm surely not the only person out there who has received a compliment only to bat it away and subtly put myself down. My response to being complimented on a beautiful dress. Oh, it was the only thing I had that didn't need ironing. And being complimented on a great article. Well, it wrote itself. It's the person I interviewed who deserves the credit. If that sounds like you, stop. I wasn't aware I was doing this until I met Dan. He spotted it straight away and told me every time I did it, he wanted to hear me say something positive about myself. Now I accept all compliments with a genuine thank you and a smile. No buts and no negative qualifications. Learning how to value yourself is so important. If you don't, can you really complain when other people don't? My youngest son, Ryan, is lucky enough to have an experienced home tutor at weekends. The tutor's parents were both teachers. One was a head teacher, and he has an amazing ability to make learning fun. After a couple of sessions, it became clear that he had undervalued himself in terms of payment. So Dan and I increased what he was asking for. Our relationship as a family with the tutor has flourished because he can see that we value him in a way he perhaps didn't value himself at the start. When you've been in an industry for a long time, the reasons for not entering awards may differ. Finding the time to write an awards submission can be a chore when you're running a business and have family commitments, for example. I also think that as you get older and more confident in yourself, the need for external validation diminishes. As long as clients appreciate you and are happy, that's all that matters to many well-established advisors I meet. I'm a great believer in doing something properly or not at all, so I can see why some advisors may see awards as time-consuming and not worth it on balance. But again, these are the people we need to see at awards events. Not only have they paid their dues and deserve some recognition, others can also learn a lot from them. And knowing who they are and why they've won an award can be the start of that journey. Sometimes influential people who shape the development of those coming after them don't have a particularly high profile, except among a small group of people who are in the know. My son Liam is a big fan of the 1960s band Procol Harum and the solo career of its lead singer, Gary Brooker. 
Although I'd heard of Procol Harum because of their hit A Whiter Shade of Pale, until recently I didn't know who Brooker was, let alone any of his solo songs. Having tried and failed to get tickets for Brooker's forthcoming benefit concert, Liam and I were discussing why Brooker, who died of cancer in 2022, wasn't a household name, given that he'd played with people like Eric Clapton and members of the Beatles. We concluded that he was probably content with the degree of success he'd had. As Liam put it, he had a wife, he'd made enough money to be comfortable, and if he wasn't happy, he'd have made more albums. The point we'd arrived at was that everyone has their own take on what it means to be successful, well-known and respected in their chosen field. Back in the mid-90s, I was a huge fan of a Manchester band called Purescence. They had a bit of a Joy Division vibe going on, although lead singer James Madritsky sounded more like an angel than a tortured soul. They'd started out with the band's name daubed in massive letters around various places in Manchester, but I never met anyone outside Manchester who knew about them. In every article I've ever read since they disbanded, the word underrated is used, and the writers always pontificate on why they weren't bigger than they were. But they were massively popular in Greece, funnily enough, so they probably had some idea of what a high profile would mean, and that's not for everyone. I suppose what I'm asking for the advisor community is to have an open mind on whether they and their colleagues would benefit from putting themselves forward for an award or raising their profile by some other means, like talking to us at Money Marketing. You will never know if it's your thing unless you do. Thanks, Amanda, for another enlightening weekend essay. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Mag, so make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next time.